the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. And again, I welcome our listeners in Columbus, Ohio, and Tampa, Florida, and Washington, D.C., as we uh, simulcast this afternoon. My telephone number, wherever you may be listening, is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Racism is wicked, it is evil, it is sin, and ultimately the answer to racism, bigotry, and prejudice is spiritual. Now, you can pass laws, rules, regulations, and enforce those laws of anti-discrimination and so forth. And I think there is a need and a necessity for those because we are fallen human beings till we're redeemed through the blood of Christ. But the ultimate answer is spiritual. And the Bible is filled with illustrations I love the story of Joseph. Um, we in America still bear the scars of slavery. So how do we deal with that? Well, it depends on who you listen to. The liberal left wants us to live daily with slavery, and that's what reparations are all about and so forth. There is a wonderful story in the Bible it deals with this. Joseph. Joseph was a slave. He was sold into slavery by his own brothers. And in slavery, he suffered a great deal. He was the one that was the favorite of his father and had the, the dreams about the father and and his brothers bowing down to him and so on. And all of that was dashed. He's thrown into a pit. Most of the brothers want him killed. They want him dead. One of the brothers says, we can't do that. Let's make a little money off of him. And so they sell him into slavery, and he became a slave. And, and you know the story of Joseph. He rose, and then he fell. And then he rose, and... And then he fell, and he's in prison and forgotten. And then as part of God's plan, he is lifted out of prison, becomes second in command in Egypt. And again, you know the story. The dreams of Pharaoh, the seven years of plenty, the seven years of famine, and so forth. Joseph becomes second in command, only the Pharaoh above him. And uh, the brothers and the family are starving and 
they must come to Joseph, but they don't know who Joseph is. They don't know it is Joseph. It's been several years. And and uh, anyway, uh, Joseph, Joseph could have sentenced him to death. The Pharaoh had put him in complete charge, but he didn't. He had a little fun with them. He did. But he met their needs. And some would say, well, it was because of his father. It wasn't just because of his father. Joseph had a heart like God's heart. And so, again, you know the story. Uh, Joseph's entire family moves to Egypt, the land of Goshen. Uh, There they are taken care of, and dad dies. The father dies. And I know that the brothers thought, just being human, Joseph's going to get us now. The only reason he kept us alive because of dad, oh boy, we are in big trouble now. Dad is dead. There is no reason for Joseph to keep us alive. What we did to him was wicked. It was horrible. It was evil. And by the way, it was. And so how did Joseph respond? I'm going to put you in bondage for the rest of your life so you can pay me back. So I can do to you what you did to me. That would have been reparations. And humanly speaking, I think Joseph would have been justified in doing that. But he didn't. At the end of the book of Genesis, Joseph says one of the most incredible things in Scripture a demonstration of God's grace. And Joseph turned to his brothers. They're frightened. And he says, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. You mean the evil? Yeah. You mean the slavery? Yeah. You mean the the imprisonment? Yeah. You mean the injustice? Yeah. Potiphar's wife lying about him? Yes. His cellmate in prison forgetting about? Yes. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. That is the biblical answer. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. But then, of course... We, as humans, we have this we have this pet that we carry around on a leash. It's called the yabbit. Yeah, it's a it's a cute little fluffy little pet. It's the yabbit. And uh, God tells us to do this or that or whatever, and we pull on the chain and we bring up our yabbit. Well, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but. And then, of course, you move to the New Testament. And I would assume that most of you understand at least a little about the animosity, the bitterness, the deep hatred between Gentiles and Jews of Jesus' day and long before that. Arch enemies. They were forced to live together because of the overwhelming political and military power of Rome. The Jews had no choice but to live peaceably among the Romans, but they hated them. They despised them. And the Romans felt the same about the Jews. 
I could tell a story about the very first time I went to Israel, but I'm not going to bore you. But our tour guide was an Arab, licensed by the Israeli government. And you could tell he hated the Jews. And he was a Christian, by the way. My wife and I are reading through the New Testament again. We're attempting to do it in three months. And as we are cruising through the New Testament, not only in the Gospels, but in Acts and the Epistles, you find this constant theme in the Epistles. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, male and female. There's no difference. We're all under grace. And to understand that Jews and Gentiles ministered side by side. They were in the same church. They were in the same assembly. Is a miracle of God's grace because they hated each other. And then there is, of course, the division between the Samaritans and the Jews. They hated each other. And Jesus and his death on the cross remove those barriers, those animosities, because the ground is level at the cross. Everybody comes to Jesus the same. Black, white, yellow, rich, poor, educated, uneducated. Everybody comes to Jesus exactly the same way as a lost, hell-bound sinner worthy of nothing but death, destruction, and separation from God. And then Jesus makes us all part of one family where there is no Jew and Gentile. There is no black and white. We are one. This is the ultimate answer to racism. And a local New Testament church should be the laboratory that the entire world can look at and say, wow, those people have dealt with racism and prejudice. They've dealt with it, and they've destroyed it. Yes, every single local church that names the name of Christ should be an example to the world of how racism and prejudice should be dealt with. All right, my number, 877-BOB-LIVE. 877-262-5483. This is Bob Bernie Live. Well, I think we can all rejoice that most of the uh, mask mandates are gone. Uh, Those of you in Florida, your mask mandates were gone a lot sooner than uh, 
the rest of us here in Ohio and in Washington, D.C., but uh, most of them are are gone. And we, you know, I, we can we can debate whether um, the mask mandates were good, bad, or indifferent. Do masks really help? Um, but here is one thing that if you follow the science, the data, the studies, here is one thing that is certain. The shutting down of America's schools and going to virtual education was an absolute disaster for the kids. We also know they were not helped. Physically, COVID-wise, they were not really helped because they were never greatly at risk. It was never, never, never about the children. It was always about the teachers' union. And, uh, well, I'll just, I'll leave their motive to them. I think I know what their motive was, but it was never it was never about the kids. There has never been any data that indicated that children were at serious risk from COVID. Never. Well, what about the the Omicron variant? More kids were yeah, it is true. The Omicron variant did impact children more than the Delta and the original COVID-19. That is true. But it was still not deadly. Well, I heard there were more kids hospitalized. Uh, That is true as well. But still a very small number. Well, I heard that I heard that children died. Uh, yes, a small number did, but actually fewer than the seasonal flu. Uh, more kids died in bicycle accidents than COVID-19. My point is, it was, there was never any scientific evidence that the, uh, the shutdown of schools and the cancellation of in-person learning was ever necessary. Never. For the children. Again, it was the teachers. And because of the hysteria that was promulgated by the mainstream media, a lot of parents, I said, my child in school, they're going to die. Because they, well, they didn't think and they believed what they were told. Now... We are seeing the results. Listen to this. This is just Maryland. Headline. A whopping 85% of Maryland students are not proficient in math after COVID school closures. 85% of all of the students in all the state of Maryland. And you get deeper into it, and it actually gets worse. Uh, Recent tests were given statewide in Maryland, and they they made the test. Listen to this. Well, in fact, let me read. The test difficulty was reduced. In other words, (laughs) the fix was in. The test difficulty was reduced for students 
who took a shorter test that was a grade level below their current grade. So in other words, 8th graders were tested at 7th grade level. 6th graders were tested at 5th grade level, and so on and so on and so on. Shorter test, one grade level lower, and in spite of that, 85% of all Maryland students are not proficient in math. In Baltimore City, less than 7% of students tested in third through fifth grade math score, scored proficient. In other words, 93% of the students are not proficient in math. What about English language arts? 91% of students tested in third through fifth grade are not sufficient. 91%. 81% of students taking the grade 3 through 5 tests were not proficient in math, 76 not proficient in English language arts. For middle schoolers in Baltimore, 95% who took the 7th and 8th grade tests were not proficient in math. Uh, That was in Baltimore. Across the state, the number was 94% not proficient in math. In fact, at one Baltimore high school, 77% of the students, listen to this. I'm about out of time, but listen to this. At one Baltimore high school, 77% of students at high school were found to read at elementary, or kindergarten level. Elementary or kindergarten level, 77%. Yeah. It was the kids who suffered. But we did what the experts told us. Yeah. Sad, 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 sad. And it's very similar all across America where kids were locked out of their schools. This is AM 880 WRFD and 104.5 FM. Life-changing radio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.